0: bulls gold is delivered to you via the barroom network now in its seventh year of providing podcasts about chicago sports movies and more make sure to subscribe to the barroom network for free and easy downloads of its programming and visit its merchandising store at deepdishtees.com to purchase t-shirts hoodies and mugs now on with the show
1: Bulls Gold here on the Barroom Network. I'm Edward Schuler, joined as always by Salim for the Wildest. Salim. How you doing today, man?
0: Yeah, I am a little under the weather. Uh, I yes. was, I got a little sick. Um, I don't know what it was. I think it's just the weather, weird weather changing, changing, uh, got me a little, little uh, fever and sore throat and coughs. I <laughs> was exposed to covid uh mm-hmm. but i I've, I've tested positive or sorry negative twice so i don't i, I don't have covid yeah. um it just i think it just, they just said it was like a respiratory uh virus that i just have and just something i think it's it's going around because i think cause I've seen, yeah. i feel like a few people have gotten just kind of yeah. colds or little fevers here or there and
1: yeah it's, it's just a lot yeah, of stuff so, going on this is a lot of stuff going around in there like i mean i've had a little slight like, cough, like here and there, but yeah. It's so between COVID and flu season, and just like colds and all this other stuff, like there's so much like
0: just crap just like floating around in the air right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and uh I'm I'm feeling about as well as the Bulls are feeling, I guess. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. Well, yeah. I guess I guess I'm feeling better than the Bulls. I feel like the Bulls are feeling like like they got. They're on the life support for COVID, uh, on COVID, like they're, well, they're on life
1: support in the ICU right now. Yeah, no, <laughs> there's been a lot that's happening since uh, we last recorded. I feel like I feel like anytime we take like like cleanses from the Bulls, it's just a lot This starts to happen. And uh, yeah, we, we eight of their last nine. The Bulls have lost eight of their last nine. But um, I feel like even that doesn't even just begin to 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 really like hit home what all is happening with this team right now. And we're, we're, we're going to get into it shortly, but, um, you, like we were talking about just before we started recording there, there's so much to talk about with Zach Levine, uh, his trade requests, the rollout for the trade request. Um, I feel like there, I feel like there has not been enough emphasis on how that rollout happened, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, the article that just came out today from KC Johnson of, um, NBC Sports Chicago with AK and his plan to trade Zach Levine and potentially see what the team looks like afterwards. Um, that, see, that, that is, fo- remember the conspiracy theory that I had, um, in the offseason. I'm starting to think that we kind of got this months ago i think we kind of got all of this right like months ago
0: <laughs> right
1: yeah I, I i think we got a lot of this right but yeah we're, we're gonna get into that we're gonna get into a lot of the games but even though with the games it's just i i honestly don't even know what we're watching dude it's just like we're we're, we're watching a team like it's not i don't think anyone's really there man like it's just i, I like I, I watched maybe like a second of that Celtics game and I I turned it off what's I don't I don't know what's the what's the point <laughs> like no they they're, they're yeah. not they're not there man it's just I don't I don't know
0: it, it's just, just yeah. yeah I've been busy so like I've missed a few games I I decided to watch last night's game and yeah they just they're, they're, you know it's funny like you talk about this team is checked out 100%, and the two biggest players that have checked out completely do not give a damn right now mm. are Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic. They're, those mm. two are just fucking dunzo. Like, yeah. they're waiting, I don't know. Like, I, like Zach obviously is going to get traded at some point once this December 15 uh, um, trade opens up when more players can be traded right, and probably. all this stuff, but... I, like like Vooch, it's like, man, we're stuck with this guy. Yeah. I, who's going to take that three years, 60 million for a guy that mm. continues to be worse? I think they showed uh, Jason Pat in cash considerations today, uh, tweeted out um, stats showing how he has regressed consistently in, in the last, like, three years as far as what his shot making and certain efficiencies are concerned and this year it's been just an absolute disaster like for him he's not been good even remotely so yeah. like yeah that contract like the Bulls are stuck with it and I remember like to get more into Vush we had when we talked about his extension in of the off season. I was one of the people that was adamant like they need to make sure that third year is not guaranteed they have to do Mm -hmm. something where it's partially guaranteed or something like AK needs to win a negotiation. And all of a sudden the rumor comes out. It's like, boom, three years, 60 mil, Vooch. All yours, (laughs) buddy. You're, you're good to go. And AK loses another negotiation. And because he lost another negotiation, we're here sitting here saying, well, how the hell do we move Vooch now? Yeah. I, but yeah, like, so
1: admittedly I was, Admittedly, I did not think that the contract for... So it's it, it was a little nuanced because I, I think we were both operating under the mindset not of what we would do with the team. But if this is the route that the team wanted to go where they were still going to compete, then keeping Vooch, there, there was really no other alternative they could do to keep Vooch, right? Like if they still, you know, forget that, you know, rebuilds and whatever. If the Bulls were sign, were saying at the beginning of the season, okay, we still think we can compete and make the play-in or whatever that is, we can't get worse, then they had to keep Vooch, right? Because they they had no alternative to do anything else. But like you said, they lost that negotiation. And I think part of it is that they didn't have any leverage. Because I think Vooch knew that they needed him. So it was like, okay, well, I want that third year. And I don't, they could play horrible. And I think ultimately they blinked and they caved in. To me, I, I didn't think the number itself was bad, but now I do think that everything has gotten significantly worse with Vooch when you look at his production so far this season. And yeah, like it is trending towards being a contract that is going to be very tough to move off or you're looking at, um, taking on a similar contract that is also tough to move off, which there are plenty of those out there, but that's kind of the reality we're, we're looking at with him right now.
0: I, I kind of pushed back as far as not having leverage. I think they did have leverage because, like, it's always a con- concept of who was offering Booch that much money, Outside of the Bulls. Mm. Like like you saw a team like the Rockets had all this cap space and they were freely looking to spend money. Mm. I we never saw any rumors. And granted, like rumors can be deceiving. And just because we didn't hear a rumor doesn't mean it didn't happen, but we have to at least at the at the surface of surface level operate on the understanding that yes, the the fact that we did not see any interest on Vooch, as far as from these teams that had cap space, kind of tells you that okay, maybe his market value was not what the Bulls ended up paying him. Like they mm. could have maybe leveraged that thing. It's like okay, well, buddy, you want two, three years, sixty million, fully guaranteed? Go get that from another team. Yeah. I mean, there the had to been something there. Like, look, no, like Vooch, no one else is giving you this. We'll give you. Two years, $40 million guaranteed for sure. The third year is going to be maybe a partial guarantee where there's $5 million guaranteed and then we get an option opting out if things aren't working out, a mutual opt-out or whatever you want to, you know, code that to make Vooch feel not, you know, slighted. But... I, I think the possibility yeah, over there is that maybe he could...
1: Like, yeah, that that's true that that could have happened, but I also think that... The alternative for him is, OK, well, I'm going to take less money to go to a better team and I'll just leave it at that. And I think Vooch, I mean, yeah, and Vooch probably
0: could have done that. Like he could have taken you probably could go. Maybe, to a but team, he but also like, talked about. Yeah, maybe. But he also talked about prioritizing his family and how he didn't want to move around yeah and he had he had gotten comfortable in chicago his kids and his wife were comfortable here or whatever so yeah. i don't know like yeah i mean, I guess yeah. We I mean can go back and forth on yeah. that and i just think like we're stuck with that now right so the contract we're stuck mm-hmm. with zach is obviously going to be tough to trade because the bulls have a certain expectation uh, of what they want to return and like you mentioned you know they in, in casey's article they they want to trade zach and then assess assess the roster to see where it's at before they make any other trades and potentially still try to win. And that just, again, continues to be insanity to me. Like AK is sitting here saying, yeah, guys, I see what you see. Like, well, do you? Because if you see what we see, how is your conclusion that trading Zach is going to solve all our problems and then we'll start winning again? Yeah. So like,
1: let's, so let's, let's backtrack a little bit and let's, I I feel like we got to start from the beginning with all the Zach stuff before we move into like where we're at now. So let's, let's just go back a few weeks. And I I think this article from, I'm sure you've read it, the article from uh, Yahoo Sports that Jake Fisher wrote on um, Zach Levine's um, trade request. And in that article, um, you know, he, he goes over just kind of like the overall situation and how um, Zach Levine, so Zach Levine, according to multiple sources, familiar with his thinking, does not view his Bulls roster as competitive enough to contend from the surface, as evident Chicago. Okay, so he told Yahoo Sports that uh, – Levine Lee sources told Yahoo Sports is already – is also ready to play under a different coach than Billy Donovan, who signed a contract extension before uh, last season. And Levine desires to play for a winning franchise and all these different things. And there was also a blurb in here about how Zach Levine and Billy Donovan's relationship has always been strained since a game where Billy Donovan benched him in the fourth quarter. I think that was, I can't remember which game that was, but...
0: And that was the Orlando game. Okay, where he Orlando was like game. one of, like... He was like, he had made, like, one field goal or something. It was insane, yeah. like... Uh, and it, it was basically... Billy did goofy things out throughout yeah. the game. Like, he, for some reason, took Javante out of the rotation in the first half when Javante was, like, one of their better rotation players up to that point. Yeah. And then they had made a big comeback... Uh, they were down, like, I think double digits in the t- high teens or maybe 20. I can't remember. But they came back and then uh, it came down to, I think, somebody got fouled. It might have been Booch who missed both yeah. free throws. Yeah, And then uh, J- Jalen Shugs, uh hit the game winner. Yeah, yeah. So that and, you know,
1: Orlando's involvement in all of this stuff continues to be just so much fun. But so that seems to yeah. be the straw that wrote the camel's back with everything. So I when we when we were talking about all of this during the offseason, I, I think my speculation was at the time that there is some sort of beef here between Billy Donovan and Zach Levine, and the front office may also be siding with Billy Donovan on this, and that could be the reason why Zach Levine was involved in trade rumors during the off season and before uh, last year's trade deadline. And I think so, uh, and, and not trying to like, uh, f- full disclosure, I'm not trying to like, uh, you know, empathize with Zach Levine here or like, you know, you know, make make sure that his like thing is like real clear or whatever. But it, it to me, it seems like, and you can tell me if I'm like being unfair with this, but it seems like Zach Levine's beef here is that he he signed this big contract, right, with uh, with the Bulls, five years, two hundred million or whatever, and then months later they're trying to move him, and it seems like he's kind of being like labeled as the scapegoat, right, for any type of failure that this team goes through, and then you have that incident with the Orlando Magic game where, you know, he gets benched in the fourth quarter and that really kind of starts all of this Billy Donovan stuff. And then I do remember maybe a month later or somewhere around that time, we had an article that was kind of following up on his issues with Billy Donovan and also some issues with the players. So it it seems to me that Zach just feels like the team has not really supported him. Like, what do you think about that like do you think this is kind of like a, a situation of he feels like the team just has not been behind him despite them committing this contract to him or like I don't know what what are your what are your overall, overall thoughts on it
0: so going back to that benching like originally you know i i, I thought that it was kind of weird where I get taking him out of the game, because and the team is making a run, so you're not gonna put them back in the game. And but it's situationally, I I remember thinking back then, it's like, listen, like they have a scenario here where they need to inbound the ball and get it becomes a free throw game. Mm-hmm. At that point, I was like, man, Zach should be in the game right now. He's one. He's your best. He's one of your best free throw shooters. Like, why is he not in the game? Um, and you had you had like AC in there. You had. Like, Vooch in there, and then, like, another like free throw that like, not a good free throw shooter. I can't remember who it was. I don't remember if it was DJJ or if it was Javante. It was probably Javante, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember how good of a free throw shooter Javante is on top of my head, but I just remember thinking, man, Zach should be in there because he is one of your best free throw shooters. So, to me, I kind of got like, I, I get why Billy took him out. But also at the same time, I get Zach's perspective too, because, like you said, being the scapegoat, the sole reason, like who gets put on the spot as far as um, saying, okay, well, you, you're you not playing well. Where, where we've seen Vooch go have ter- terrible games, but we, I don't remember Vooch getting benched late in games. Right. Like, I mean, DeMar hasn't really done that, like, because he's been pretty consistent. So DeMar, you can't point at um but yeah it's like i can see zach's like being upset about that like why am i being the only one like yeah like put in the situation like <laughs> yeah. like singled out i should say and put into the situation um but on the flip side too it's like man that was like move on man. like last like, year you're right still <laughs> holding on to that you're still holding on to that you're a baby stop being a baby dude yeah, like I, move it, it, on that was it was They of talk right? it out too they, they they supposedly talked it out and everything like that it's like come on man stop being so damn petty
1: yeah like it, this
0: you be that petty for real dude but come on
1: yeah that's, I, like that's what i was thinking like man this is so petty if that is the like I'm like I'm, I'm sure there's other things to it but if there if that is like the the core of everything then it's like wow like that's <laughs> that's pretty crazy and if, yeah. if all of that led to because e- so even though Zach wasn't traded at the deadline last year, we saw all of that smoke with like New York and I think there were rumors about like Dallas and some other teams and nothing happened. And then we have the off season and of course there was never anything like heavily reported, even though all of the stuff with like that Twitter account, which is seeming to be proven right at this point. Right. So um we did I think there was another Yahoo report that talked about the Bulls interest in like Tyler Hero and so now all of that starts to make sense when we talk about the Miami and um the Portland trade talks where they were trying to send Dame to Miami and they were looking for a third team so the Bulls were somehow trying to jump in there and get Tyler Hero and move on from Zach I don't know so it seems like the bulls have been trying to move on from Zach and get out of that contract for a while. Right. Like this, this isn't anything new, but now as of a few weeks back, Zach is gone from maybe I don't want to be traded, whatever, whatever to okay. Bet I want out of Chicago. And to me, so now getting to a point where we're like, actually like there's some actual like, Real shit here with Zach Levine that is just kind of like to me it was crazy. The rollout of this trade request is just kind of like that was just like really, really nasty to me, right? Like <laughs> like to I was watching the um that game. I think it was a um the uh the Kentucky like Kansas thing I I forget what it's called but like when the all of those like four blue bloods or whatever play each other or, or like Michigan State too um, oh, yeah. Or, yeah yeah and they they show Zach Levine on camera with Rich Paul with the B clutch right. shirts on and Zach is just like cheesing like a yearbook photo <laughs> like <laughs> that whole thing was just like so nasty man I don't know it it was just a really crazy rollout for the trade request that happened that day and then we see Zach at the U- that takes place at the United Center so we see him in the clutch gear and man when you see that to me that was just like um i don't know if anyone's seen the movie waiting to exhale but um when angela bassett throws like the light uh, the, like the uh, match in the car with like the clothes in it and just walks away and it lights on fire that's what that felt like like zach is just like yo let it burn man like, I, I'm done. Like, to me,
0: that, that was a statement, man. <laughs> right, yeah, and, and and everything he's done since, like his on toward effort or lack thereof. Yeah. Uh, this looks like he's going through emotions. Like, his his defensive effort has gone back to, like, those days where Zach, everyone called Zach the worst defensive player in the league right. and said he didn't do any effort defensively. Yeah. Um, He's gone back to do those things, and it's disappointing. Um, mm-hmm. But like in the end, when you when we talk about all these things, the the Vooch contract with Zach, the how everything's turned about, and certainly Zach is there's a lot to blame for. Like Zach doesn't you know get off scot free. Like he does deserve criticism on how he's playing and mm-hmm. and how he's handled certain things. But it all comes back to the, the people or the person that has put this roster together and are the reason why we're in this situation, you know, to begin with is mm-hmm. because of Arturish, Arturis and uh, Mark Eversley trying to, you know, con- to continue to do this continuity thing and this doing these marginal roster upgrades every off at the trade deadline or at the buyout market. Um, not never. Never really making big changes to the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, just everything that they've handled, how they've handled as far as the young players that they draft and how they want to do player development and how they want to win now, but you know, they're, they're doing half ass ways to win now, you know, it's the whole mess is all on them. And, mm-hmm. and it's just, it, we're, we're stuck. We're, we're stuck in what we are at and, Probably the worst situation of all teams in the league because of the front office. Yeah, no, I, I I agree
1: with you. I think I I do think that the front office here is largely to blame, and if not ownership as well, because I'm sure that there is some. I I, I think there sure I'm sure there is some influence from ownership to be competitive.
0: I don't think, but the, but the, the yeah. I mean, KC said that there isn't like the they've given him the the full autonomy to do what like what they need to do to get out of this mess so whether that is continue to try to win so you can do that or just blow this up and and go a different route that gets us back with the arrow pointing up yeah 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 so i'm not
1: I guess I'm not saying like what that looks like right now, but I'm saying like years ago, I think that there was probably some influence to be competitive, not or like sooner rather than later, because when the last season of Gar and Pax, they were trying to be competitive when they signed Thaddeus Young and Tomas Sadoransky, like they were really trying to get that off the ground a little bit and be competitive. And I think when AK and Eversley stepped in here, the, The feeling wasn't, you know, okay. like, let's take our time. Let's be meticulous with this rebuild. Let the young guys develop. Like, let's take it slow. I think the I think the feeling was, hey, let's compete. Like we we have some talent here. Zach is an all star. Let's see if we can get some other pieces in here and let's see if we can compete. And. I think that's when we saw like kind of the Woosh trade where it was like, okay, get another guy in here that they could pair with Zach Levine because we have a guy that we can build with. And I think that kind of like spurred everything. Um, I don't know. I mean, I might be off in that, but I always kind of got the vibe that ownership would have rather seen a competitive team than not, especially with like when you consider just the overall approach that the team has. And then you look at the play in also being an influence as well for teams to be competitive, too.
0: Right, so I don't know. It just, yeah. I, I, I always felt like, I always felt like they had that control, though. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know, I know, ownership wants to get like that revenue and and make make get into the first round or get the play in, mm-hmm. but it, I, I do, I do kind of feel like it was up to this front office to to get to make the, the ship right. And, and they chose this path. They continue to just yeah. kind of sit there and, and go with this this team because they're probably stubborn and thinking that, you know, I, I I created this, and I know we can make this work. Like, just refusing to believe that this, like, you know, the, like we've talked about it, and being in a relationship, you know, in a bad relationship where you think you can make things work, but it's just not working, and you keep trying to push it and push it, and then eventually you just – you yeah. start hating each other yeah
1: know? yeah no and that's <laughs> look that's what this is like um you know if we're if we're looking at this team right now I mean I, I've i never had this happen to me but I would imagine this is what it feels like when you're living with uh like you're living with a, an ex-girlfriend who just broke up with you or your wife has just announced that she wants to divorce you and Y'all are still living together and y'all are still in a household together or something like that. I don't know. But this the whole vibe of this team just feels like you already mentioned it. Like it just feels so off because Zach Levine, I don't I don't know if he is the leader of the team, but I'm sure he's certainly one of the leaders and he has been here for so many years. And I'm sure he's talked to every player on this team before they signed with this team or came here. So I'm sure a lot of players came here to play with Zach Levine. And when you see him see that trade request become a public thing, then I think that just kind of throws off everything. And now it becomes a situation of, okay, Zach clearly wants out. I mean, we again, we saw him at the United Center in clutch gear, cheesing the day of, and – now that trickles down to everybody else, so other players are now like, "Yo, what am I gonna like? Where am I gonna be at? Am I gonna be here?" Like Javon Carter and Torrey Craig, I'm sure they could have went somewhere else in <laughs> a few months ago. Javon Carter probably could have went to right. a bunch of contenders. Uh, Torrey Craig probably Torrey Craig signed for the minimum. He probably could have been somewhere a lot better. And now they could be going somewhere too. So it's just it, it, it's trickled down, and I, I guess I'm not saying that. These guys are on the court thinking, oh, my God, when am I going to be traded? When I'm going to be traded? But the vibe is just completely done. And like you said, the effort is just not there. The execution is not even close to competent. You don't see a team of guys really playing for each other. You just see a team playing basketball. There's no there's no tangible goal anymore. I don't even think the goal is to win games. I think the goal is just to not lose. (laughs) It's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just a really ugly situation right now. Um, So let let me, let me, let me, let me me ask you this then. Um, When, so going back to Zach Levine's trade request, because we, it's very likely that that's going to be the first shoe to drop, right? Whenever, um, December 15th hits and there's a little bit more flexibility in terms of like the the players that you can get back and um, I don't know if people have seen Bobby March's tweet about the history of trades that have happened in the last couple of right. years and um, what do you say like the James Harden trade is like the only trade that's happened in November in the last two seasons and then there have been no trades in December in the last two seasons so right. Um, right. you know even though you know this team is going to lose game they're going to lose more games so Um, unfortunately we are stuck with this for a little while. (laughs) Like we're, that's just kind of like the reality of it. Like it's not going to be a matter of do something like they, nothing is happening for a little while. So, um, yeah. Like what, what do you, when, when something can happen, (laughs) what do you think is going to be your, The route that you would like to see them go with a Zach Levine deal, like in terms of like the teams that uh, have been mentioned. I think if we're really just kind of like analyzing the market here with the Lakers, Miami, Philadelphia, there's been—I don't know if there's just Twitter rumors or not—but I've seen like Sacramento. I've seen oddly enough, I've I've seen Charlotte. I don't know. Um,
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? I, I've been saying like for a while that like I would love to see the Bulls approach a small market team that you know can't draw the big names that mm-hmm. knows like look what's the point of us saving cap space or all these other things What's the point if we're we're never going to be able to lower that big name free agent? But here here is Zach Levine who is an All Star. Um, he could complement what we already have. Uh, and maybe we can work out a deal with the Bulls because he does have four years left on his contract. Uh, he's going to be here with us. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like it's a it's a one-year deal and then we have to worry about extending him. So I think that could be the best option for the Bulls as far as getting the quality in return. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think that's the leverage that, I mean, you know, I say AK has to use because AK tends to not use this leverage, but... That, that that's a leverage that he has to use right now. That four years remaining on Zach's contract, saying that okay, well, if if we do a Zach trade, we're not just going to send him to uh, the Lakers because that's where Zach wants to go, and we're going to take back D-Lo and a twenty twenty nine, you know, top four protected pick or something like that, just because that's what Zach wants, and we just want to get you know get things rolling here or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, that would be my preferred thing to do, like, reach out to, like, Sacramento. The rumors started about Sacramento. Reach out to teams like Charlotte. That maybe, I don't know if Charlotte's ready to try to win because they're, I mean, yeah, LaMelo just think, went down. Yeah,
1: I don't think I, I don't do know
0: if Charlotte's a team because, like I said, LaMelo just went down again with uh, some kind of ankle injury. Yeah. Um, Or the lower, lower body injury. So, yeah, I'm not sure if they're ready to compete. But, yeah, a team like Sacramento that's, you know, that looks pretty good. Uh, that that wants to come, c- continue to rise in those standings out west. Yeah, th- those are the teams I've reached out to. And maybe even a team like the Warriors because the Warriors might be in a desperation and they probably have a little more better assets than the Lakers do mm-hmm. uh, to to get a Zach Levine because like Clay Thompson looks really washed out there. I mean, they have an Andrew Wiggins contract. They have the Clay Thompson contract. They have the CP3 contract. So one of those contracts, I'm sure, could be added into Zach's match. Um, I, actually, I don't know if Wiggins' contract would be enough. I know Clay's and, and CP3's what, but I can't remember Wiggins. I don't think Wiggins would be, but maybe he would. But yeah, him, that, and then you get maybe Moody um, and, and or Kaminga and a couple of picks, and then you throw an AC to them, like a big combination trade. Um something like that could seem like, you know, that, that that could net the Bulls, some young assets and maybe a draft pick or two yeah. to could then go into this rebuild. Yeah, I was going to say the
1: Warriors would be a team that. um, If I was thinking of like an ideal team to trade them to, I think it would be them. And I think it's because you mentioned the Klay Thompson contract. I think that's an easy match. He's on an expiring deal and the Bulls could just buy him out of that, of the rest of the season. And then he could go sign with a contender or, you know, whatever and hit free agency. And I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to the Warriors in free agency or something like that. So, um if the Warriors are trying to keep up with the Western Conference, like I think that will make sense. Like you said, Zach Levine, Caruso, and maybe it's a deal where you get uh, Kaminga, um, TJD. Uh, uh, TJD, I think, will be a really good good piece mm-hmm. to get back. Um, uh, and you'll probably get some draft picks as well. I, I don't know what their draft pick situation is like in terms of what the earliest one they can trade is, but um, that's what I would think is probably. Um, a logical deal. Um, as far, yeah, I, I think it's more likely that it's going to be a, like a, a bigger team. Um, Sacramento, I could see Sacramento, but I don't, I just don't know what that would look like in terms of like what you're really going to get back. Like, I don't, they're not going to give you Keegan Murray, and they're not, I don't, I don't know. You're probably looking like a, at a deal with like Herder maybe, but I don't even know if that, I don't know. I don't like with Sacramento, I don't even know. And then, the Lakers, it's just <laughs> uh, a twenty twenty nine pick and D'Lo. Or I, I've been seeing a lot of stuff with like Lakers don't want to trade Austin Reeves for. I mean, <laughs> we've been talking yeah. about like we've been talking about his trade value so much, and the the difference in perception between Bulls fans and. Everyone else, and it's just so like interesting, and just like I mean, now it makes sense because the team is like faltering, and Zach Levine is not playing his best basketball. So now it's like a actual conversation, like, would you trade Austin Reeves for Zach Levine? And I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> I'm just over so here saying like, I don't know. I like, it. I mean, yeah, getting Austin Reeves back, I'm not actually like excited,
0: but I mean well I'm, I'm Laker fans are crazy people too so yeah. I mean I've seen comments about it. like do we really deal he, Zach only averages six more points a game than Delo D or something <laughs> stupid like that like do we want to do this trade we really like, when, did uh, Reeves like, when did Austin Rees become like
1: <laughs> when did Austin Reeves become like this hot shit guy like I don't like I'm not, not I, he's he, obviously he's not a in bad LA. player yeah
0: there we go he's, no he's a solid player yeah, he's like yeah. a fifth six guy you know like yeah. he's not he's not this you know guy that you say he, he's untradeable yeah. like he's, he's he, you know but it's the Lakers man the Lakers yeah. do what the Lakers can and to be fair they probably feel like that leverage with, with Rich Paul is there because LeBron is and Rich Paul are, mm. are boys and you know they're best friends Um, so they probably think the whole clutch thing can help them get another uh, star player to LA, so they they they're they're gonna go ahead and play hardball if they want. I guess I mean knowing the seeing that the Bulls are in a hard place because there aren't a lot of great offers around the league for Zach. So the Lakers are probably like, well, we're gonna play a little bit hardball ourselves, and unless there's something that we need to actually beat, we're not gonna outbid ourselves in a sense.
1: What do you think about um? What do you think about Miami?
0: Yeah, that's, you know, that's another team that uh, – they started out slow originally, but they're, they're, they've they they been playing better, um, I think, the last couple of weeks. I think they lost a couple recently, but one, oddly, to the Bulls, they lost. They blew a big lead, <laughs> and then they ended up losing that game, which they did a – they, 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 they out-bulls the they Bulls. Blew, they blew that game to New York,
1: like, last round. Right, yeah, right. So, they're just <laughs> – Yeah, they,
0: they – yeah, so – in that sense, like, yeah, I mean, I think it would, it would if they could get Zach and team him up with Jimmy and and Bam, I think that's a good fit for Zach because you got two guys that cover up his defensive flaws. And Jimmy, obviously, Jimmy can score the ball, and, and he's not shy to take the clutch shots, but hmm. he likes to facilitate a lot too, um, at least to the first three quarters, right? Right, so right. If, you know, Zach being, uh, like a supercharged, uh, hero in a sense, uh, Tyler hero in a sense that could, you know, make the heat better. Yeah. And the front Uh, office likes
1: Tyler hero for whatever reason. I mean, they're, they're pretty high. So, I mean, I, I think that could be something that maybe could be worked out. Um, I, I don't yeah, know. What yeah, hero. yeah, like hero and uh um, I don't know, Jovich, I don't know, a couple of picks. Yeah. I, mean, <sighs> I don't know. That, that I don't know. It, <laughs> the value is just out of it. I like I, I still think that the Bulls are ultimately gonna lose this trade. Whatever it is, I think they are going it's not yeah. going to be what people think it is. Like I've seen I don't know if you saw this tweet. I don't know what Bulls fan account it was, but it was like, yeah, if we trade with the Hornets, it'll be Mark Williams and... <laughs> I was just like, fam. No. Is, somebody
0: Mark else Williams. tweeted like it was going to be like, like they could get maybe Brandon Miller. I like, like Charlotte <laughs> is not going <laughs> to trade Brandon Miller for Zach Levine right now, man. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, that's I, just yeah. something that's not going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, it's like... But the Bulls are not going to get – I'll be pleasantly shocked if the Bulls walk away with, like, a prime prospect like that. I'll be absolutely yeah. floored. I'll be like, wow, I can't believe that this happened. Yeah, the yeah. Bulls were actually able to trade Zach for, like, a, such a quality of a prospect. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I even think just getting
1: Kaminga at this point is, like – Yeah. <laughs> is, like, high end because <laughs> it's just – that there's just no – Like, if you're if you're if you're a team looking at Zach Levine right now, why would you be like, man, I really got to give up something great for this guy? And and it's not because Zach Levine sucks, but it's just really a combination of a public trade request and a really bad situation. And a lot of teams just don't like the contract. Like, I, I don't know. It's just. Yeah, I don't know. Kaminga and T- look, Kaminga, TJ, and fix would be in Clay's contract. Would probably that would be cool. I think <laughs> it's not exciting, yeah. but it'd be okay, I guess. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with Zach Levine in a few weeks. Um, um maybe
0: if it's yeah, like and that we'll season. see. Yeah, we'll see. Our, in general with this trade stuff because it's it's so like stupid that. They still refuse to want to trade like Alex Caruso. They're like, no, we we cannot trade Alex Caruso. And I love Alex Caruso, but how is Alex Caruso untradeable? Like uh, or no on the no touch list. You can't have Alex Caruso. Of all players, like he could he be the easiest player to move today. Like and over like if the Bulls made a Made Bull, Alex yeah. Russo available. Bulls would get a ton of offers, and they could take the best offer. It'd be probably like a, a couple of first rounders, a and couple of some kind of and, matching contract. Yeah, it could be like a couple first and even like a decent young player. I mean, I I think yeah, they could pull that maybe off. Maybe like yeah. a, like a, a a young player in a sense, like uh, someone that was a second round pick that shows some potential. Yeah, not not not, not like like a really good young yeah, player, yeah. but the, yeah. a guy that had some kind of. You know, talent that you can see developing, but yeah, it, it's just I don't know. The bull, the they got to be. The they got to they- be bluffing, right? They're, I don't, I just think
1: like I, I know. I, I mean, I know Casey's a great reporter, and but I just feel like they got to be bluffing, right? Like, there's no way that they're gonna trade Zach Levine, and that they think that this team that they need to watch what this team looks like after a Zach Levine trade. There's
0: no way they think that there's no and way. They that, thought yeah. The continuity was still good enough. So, <laughs> I mean, it's very likely up the alley with this front office and what AK and Mark Albazi have done. It's yeah, I, right up their alley. I, I just,
1: it's really hard to believe that that is the approach with the team. We're five and 13, five and 14. I don't, I'm losing track at this point. Um, it's just hard to see yeah. that like and like like you said caruso's value right now is n- never
0: gonna be higher he's got what like mm-hmm. a, and before he gets hurt like trade him before he gets hurt man and, yeah like the weight like yeah you know oh, god like, it's, it's crazy it's, <laughs> it's so sad like the bulls are 5 and 14 the magic are 12 and 5 yeah I mean, the magic look like, you know, the, like, you know, Doug Tone has shout out to Doug Tone has made the joke. Mark, you know, AK did a great job of rebuilding the magic. and uh, Maybe he can focus on the Bulls. I mean, the
1: Bulls, <laughs> so, uh, the Bulls have pretty much the same record as the Hornets. If that makes anyone
0: feel better. Um. Yeah, the <laughs> Hornets have their picks. And they have young players that they can look at and be like, yeah, man, these are some blue chip guys. Yeah, I, Bulls. Do not. As much as I love some of our young guys, no one on this roster right now you can look at and say, yeah, this is a blue chip guy and he's going to be the stud player in a couple of years. Yeah, that's the
1: I guess that's the thing like oh man, I, I like obviously they have to blow all of this up now but it's just when all of that happens, it's like even when that happens, it's just, I don't know. Like, what do you get excited about? Like, what you, like? I mean, what's going to be here to watch where you're going to be like, you're feeling good about the future. Like it's going to take a while to feel good about the future of this team. It could be, it could be like a few years before you're looking at this team. Like, okay, we, there's something here. It could be two or three years.
0: Four. Like maybe, like, I mean, to be honest, like, so <laughs> I mean, we could get really – if they if they do it right and they're like, you know, screw it, we're we're done trying to mess around with this, uh, trying to see if we can win, and, you know, they truly are done with everything. But, yeah, as soon as we're done with, you know, trying to do these goofy wins, let's, let's just bottom out. You know, mm-hmm. next year there's a couple of guys. I mean, I know that this next draft isn't supposed to be some – superstar draft but there's a couple of interesting guys like isaac collier uh mm-hmm. nicola topic is mm-hmm. another name i keep hearing about you know these guys are going to be in the top three mm-hmm. you know you take out the rest of the season you get a top three pick you add a, that guy let's say that guy becomes like a really solid prospect mm-hmm. then in 2025 draft is the is the big one that's the yeah, Cooper flag, flag
1: and draft. flag and boozer and, or, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so, I, mean, I don't know if Boozer is that draft or if he's the draft after. Oh, but Boozer's either way, not, okay. I know yeah. there's a, I, I think there's another guy that's supposed to be supposedly coming in that 2025 draft, uh, thinking about reclassifying. I'm not 100% sure. Okay. But, yeah. you know, there are opportunities here. And I know they owe the Spurs a pick, but it's protected well enough where if, yeah. this, if they actually go the rebuild route, this team is going to be pretty bad for the next three, four years. Yeah, yeah, like they're, they're going to be, they're going to be this one of the three worst teams consistently. Yeah, the Spurs aren't getting this, that. The, the Spurs league. aren't getting that first. <laughs> they're not getting that. No, yeah. yeah, if if they actually go it, because so, it's top ten protected for twenty five, and then it's top eight protected in twenty six mm. and seven, and then it becomes two seconds after that. So mm. you can keep this pick. It's like I know it's it, it seems dire right now, but it seems dire because they refuse to reset. Mm-hmm. and they and they want to stay in that rough range where they could be a lot a, a lottery team or just make the play in uh or, you know try to fight for that play in that's when you end up losing the draft picks to the spurs when you decide to do nonsense and then all of a sudden you you're the you still miss the playoffs and then you're the the eleventh pick. So are you get you, the eleventh pick and that goes to the Spurs or something mm-hmm. stupid like that. So do you think
1: that they're? I mean, we know they're gonna blow it up, but do you think that they're going to like go all in on a really long slow rebuild where they're. They're taking on like they're doing like they're taking on bad contracts for picks and like they're doing those type of things. Like, do you think it's gonna be that type of thing? Or do you think it's gonna be more similar to the rebuild that Gar and Pax attempted in like their last three or four years where yes, they were rebuilding, but it was not really a, you know, balls to the walls type of rebuild where it's like, yo, get assets, get assets, um, you know, flip players, flip players, like it wasn't that type of rebuild, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I would hope that it's where you're doing the let's trade contracts. Let's see if maybe if you get a player, what, whatever players you get in return for like Zach and Damar, maybe you can flip those for a, another first or a second round picks or whatever. And then like, yeah, use your cap space to take on bad contracts for first round picks. I would hope that's what they do. Yeah, that's what the goal should be. That's how they should operate in this rebuild, and that, and then obviously with your own picks, you can get the like the the top three picks. You can get um, the right players, and I, I would hope that AK starts reevaluating his his draft philosophy too because. Dalen and Terry um, is not – guys like that are not cutting it. Is, like, he needs to stop doing, okay, these are my type and start looking at the whole, you know, board, not just certain type of players. Yeah. I Like, I don't know, like, what his scouting – like, what they do as far as their scouting is concerned. And like I said, I love Patrick Williams, but, yeah, there were better p- players – left on the board and they they, they pass on him. Like the them in the cell. Obviously mm-hmm. the big one is Halliburton. That's like the one that is the killer. Like if you had Hallie right now, you're not you know you're you're pretty good. you I think you're probably in a good place. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. Like I said, you know and I'm not to slight on Pat because I still I, I I do think that they've screwed up Pat's situation because they, they drafted, again, they drafted this kid who was like a raw player and never gave him an opportunity to do certain things as far as development was concerned. And it makes sense if you're winning games to, you know, to to, to try to put a guy, a player, on a back burner and say, okay, well, you'll you do these other little things to, to develop. But the Bulls have been a bad team. And on top of that, they've wasted Patrick Williams. Mm. first three years in this first three, four years in this league and not really properly developing them. Yeah. So, like, you, you, you're you, a bad team and you're not developing your, t- your talent. And you can't, like, you normally, when you see young players have that slow slow rebuild, they say, okay, learn how to do the role player stuff and then we'll give you more responsibilities. So you're, mm. you're on a good team. You're on, like, the Nuggets. Mm. You know, you're on you're on teams like that. Not, you know, not on on a Bulls team that's fighting for the play-in or just not even going to be a play-in team. You know, not teams like that. So, yeah, I just, like, going back to... Sorry, uh, not, not to nah. get down that <laughs> no I mean there's, or, there's like, a you know, lot about, no, I mean there's a lot to break down
1: with all, all of this so I mean it's natural yeah, that, it, yeah. Just, it just
0: it's just it's just frustrating like they need to reevaluate the draft process and like I said if they, their process is what it is at least at this time they'll have a team that can dedicate allowing young players to just play through their mistakes because they're not trying to win games. They're just trying to develop players. Yeah. So maybe that changes things, but yeah, they're yeah gonna, man. Yeah. They're, they're going to have to change that draft process and they're going to have to
1: really look at how their, their player development um approaches as well. And you also have to think about um, whether Billy Donovan is going to be here or not either. Like I'm sure Billy Donovan didn't imagine coming back to a rebuild either. Like I, I, like I wonder if yeah. Billy Donovan mm-hmm. um just resigns too. And it's just like, look, I'm, you know, I'm going to go back to the sidelines or I'm going to go be an announcer or something like that. And then like, y'all figure that out after that. So I don't know. It's, there's so many, there's so many ways this thing is going to, this thing could go, but overall they really, I, I think the real key here is that they really have to nail these trades with the assets that, are actually strong assets. So Caruso, DeMar, to me, those trades, those trades are probably more important than I, I think than the Zach Levine deal because I, I like I said, I, I think we're going to lose the Zach Levine deal, but I think we can win DeMar DeRozan and Alex Caruso deals. And I think there will be very strong markets for both. I think with Caruso, like we uh, wrote down with Caruso, good contract, two-way guy, we can get two first round picks with DeMar DeRozan. I think, I don't think DeMar is completely washed. I think he'll probably be better for a little bit in a different situation. And he probably won't have to be the guy. I think he can get, I think we can get something pretty good for him. I think we can get a first and a pretty solid
0: young player for him. So. um Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm down. I think if it was this time last year, yes, we could have, Hmm. But I, I have doubts on that now nah, because he doesn't look too good right now. Like, I don't know if he's also kind of just checked out or I, do, I feel like starting out this season, he looked like he was like something was like the, the, that hip injury. I don't know what it was mm-hmm. that was still with him. And he just looked like he was like on that decline as far as what his game was. So I I don't know I'm not as optimistic as you yeah, on not, not that good. we could get a first round pick for for Demar at this point. Um, but I would still trade Demar even if you can get like a like a random young guy. Like if I don't know who, where you would trade him, I, I can't even think of what trade you could do with Demar. Mm. I mean, supposedly the Lakers would prefer Demar. There was that rumor today. Yeah, the Lakers, Lakers, Lakers prefer would prefer and, Caruso and Demar. Yeah. Uh, over Zach, but yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think with Demar, it will be really interesting to watch because I I I don't know, like I I mean you're you're right that he has not really looked the same, but I I, I tend to think with a player like him, I, I think he can turn it around at some point. Like I I I think Demar will be all right like for a few more years, but probably not the guy where you're going to rely on him for like 25 a game or something like that. Like the bulls have been relying on him for. So, but um, either way, I I really do think that we got to hit. We really have to hit with those deals with the Zach deal. I'm just, I don't know. I I just grow less and less confident each day that they're going to get anything close to something like appealing, encouraging (laughs) for him. So I, I don't know, man, it's, yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It's uh in December. We'll see what's going to happen with this team. Maybe it might even be January. Um, let's um let's look at some of these like observations from uh, this <laughs> recent stretch of games real quick. Um, the Bulls have uh, lost um, eight of their last nine. Um Anything that's jumped out to you so far, like anything that's jumped out to you in this stretch, uh, besides like just the general dynamic of the team that just hasn't really been encouraging?
0: Like that's been an encouraging you
1: No, no, I'm I'm just saying like anything that's like jumped out like what what are things that like jumped out to you during this like during this kind of like rough patch with this team? Like is there is there anything encouraging, like any bright spots that you can think of or does anything else that's really stood out to you besides just like the general lack of effort from the team overall?
0: Uh, uh the bright spot I would say Kobe's trying to pick it up. Like his last I want to say 12. Like the last ten out of twelve games, I feel like he's been he's been back to like his normal like shooting. Um like He's playing. He's playing good ball. Like he's back up to thirty-eight percent from three. His efficiency is going back up. Uh, I feel like he, he's been. He's been a bright spot. Um, I know. I know. Pat the Patrick Williams conversation is always frustrating
1: <laughs> uh,
0: for most people because obviously the Patrick Williams conversation is always built around expectation over, um, over. Like, like what you expected out of him. Like a lot of people actually expected him to be Kawhi Leonard. And so now they, anytime he does even some good stuff, they don't, they don't care because it's not, not Kawhi good, you know? But the last yeah. five games, four or five games, I feel like he's played well. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's been more active on the boards. He's been active in general with stocks. Um, he's scoring better. His shot is coming back is shooting his three ball is coming back. Um, mm-hmm. There's been some positive there. I, I still think Patrick Williams, if, whether it's here or somewhere else, he's going to become a solid two-way player. Like I've never, like I said, you and I have talked about his condolence at times. We never thought he was going to be some superstar. Yeah, I, I always said, be, like, at best Luol, we said, like, Luol, like, Luol Deng. Like, yeah. yeah, at best, at best of that level of player. Yeah. Um, maybe makes an all star or two just because of circumstances, but but mostly just a really good starting four, three, four big wing in this league, yeah. And I think I still think I see that in him. Um, we'll see how the rest of the season goes for him. Like I said, we've seen nothing, we've seen better performance in the last week or so out of him and see if we can get that consistency from him, but
1: yeah, yeah, with Pat, it's like I. Yeah, like I, I, I've always thought like the Luol comparison or some similar player to that works for me. Like, I, I, the Kawhi stuff to me, I never saw it as anything more than a meme. Yeah, like the Paul was like fun, like. <laughs> but um, yeah, 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 it, it was just doing as
0: jokes as jokes, yeah, it's just it's like, jokes, yeah, like, like baby
1: Kawhi, like yeah, it was not like <laughs> this is not like a um a uh, Kevin Garnett, Tyson Chandler type of thing, you know, like it was <laughs> never anything like that. But um yeah, with, with Pat, I think it's um I I still think he can become that player and it's going to be interesting to see what he looks like when when all of this is blown up the Timberwolves and he's going to get his chances and it's going to be like put up or shut up. I do still think that like he he's been playing better, but I just really want to see him um I just want to see him get kind of get back to like last season a little bit, because I think he was just more like aggressive last season. And he started to show kind of like the mentality that I was really hoping for from him and just being more active and being like less hesitant and just really just, I I liked what I saw from him last season. I think he's starting to get back to that. And we're starting to see some things off the dribble and there's going to be some ugly patches with him. Like there's, Yeah, there's going to be like he's going to dribble it off his leg. He's going to take some bad shots like he's going to get, you know, a a defender is going to stick to him and he's going to take a really bad shot and not be able to create separation. Like things like that are going to happen. So I think it's just a matter of can he adjust? And when he's given the opportunity, because he's going to get ample opportunity can he make something happen when those things start to, when those things happen? Does he have a reaction right. to all of these? So that's going to be the main thing that I want to see from Patrick Williams. We're not going to see it now. So when it happens right. later, we that will be the the opportunity where we will finally get to see what he is made of. And after right. that, that is when I think, okay, that's when like all the, the excuses stop one way or another or all the hate stops one way or another. But right now, right, it's I, like, yeah, it's like right now, like nothing's sh- like he's the he's the fifth guy on the team. Like Kobe White is the fourth guy on the team right now. Like he's the fifth or sixth guy on the team. Like he's not the, the box scores aren't going to be pretty like there's going to be mistakes. Like, yeah, it's just it's not there yet. But in yeah, a few months, like I said, I- yeah.
0: Like I said, he's—I mean—he's been more active on the boards. He's moving—he's moving better without the ball. I think he's learning that aspect. I mean, and and the dribbling off his foot—it usually happens when he goes tries to go left hand, right? Like that's his weak hand right now. That's something he needs to continue work on, and he also needs to continue to get those reps and to try to work, you know, try to help develop that. Like you—you can work on that in the off season, but like there's only so much you can practice in the offseason. You have to be able to implement that in the game. Mm. And unfortunately, like, he's just never had that opportunity to, do, to utilize his handles and things like that in, in, in a game setting. Mm. And that's why, like, I felt, felt like they have botched the development for of him because, like I said, if it, not to get back into the red, so I'm not going to do it anymore. <laughs> but... <laughs> But yeah, I, I just think like yeah, the, him his right hand is definitely stronger than his left right now when he's handling the ball. But like I said, I like like I said, the last four or five games I've I've seen better from him, and I feel like we've seen more activity from him in general. Yeah, uh, um, even yeah. in the last like within this last couple of like weeks, I would say. I know yeah. he's had some games where it was just like not there, but.
1: Yeah, a, yeah. I, I want to
0: say in the last like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Like the last like nine or ten games, I feel like the activity has been much better for, for Pat, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think,
1: I think he's starting to get comfortable. He's shooting the ball better. I don't think even when he was not playing well at the beginning of the season, it's not like he was taking bad shots. He was taking open threes. He just was, wasn't making them. So I think it was pretty safe that he was going to see some like positive regression in that regard so um yeah I I think Pat will be okay I think he'll be fine but we're we're still a while away from really like the meat and potatoes of this whole situation and hell even that that the same thing applies to um Kobe's playing really well but the same thing applies to him like he's going to get even more opportunities when all of this settles and then you look at the other young guys. You look at Julian Phillips. You look at Dalen Terry. Dalen yeah. Terry is going to get some burn, man. So, um, you know, it's not looking good for DT right now, but he's going to get some burn. No. So, it, he's going to get chances <laughs> too. Um, Bid him. Bid him might play as well. Um, OB, who our
0: guy OB. Yeah, yeah. And then also Sanago. Yeah. yeah, I mean – I'm I'm there. I let, let's get get like, sad, right? Like, yeah. But, let's get our second. <laughs> let's get some of these second round guys in the game. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's About the rest. Oh no. We're we're look. It,
1: there's going to be plenty for everyone at this point. Right. Like, I mean, it, it. I don't know. Like, I mean, Vooch might be the only one that's still here, but there's gonna be there's still going to be plenty of opportunities for everyone to sink or swim for for better or worse. So yeah, bring up all the guys from. Windy City, bring up all the second rounders we got, empty the bench, like, yo, it's it's looking like it's going to be about that time. So, um, yeah, uh, we're we're looking at the rest of the schedule um, for, uh, well, not for uh, November, but um, we'll just kind of look at, like, the last, like, five games or the next five games coming up. Uh, So, uh, Milwaukee tomorrow uh New Orleans Saturday, Charlotte Wednesday on the road against San Antonio and then Milwaukee again on the road. Um I see 1 and 4. <laughs> what do you what do you think? I I think that one is really the only uh that Charlotte game, but maybe maybe 2 and 3 against the Spurs though. So I don't know, but
0: Yeah, it depends on what they do cuz I like, I suppose that they're sitting Zach and Demar tomorrow oof uh <laughs> so i mean the bulls, the bulls may start tanking i mean they may start seeing guys too and and just wait it out until they can make some trades here like uh, it will be that will be the interesting thing to watch with the bulls as well and with how checked out this team is like yeah that charlotte game is probably a win just because charlotte is that bad especially without lamelo uh, but I could see them losing to the Spurs. That Spurs team, while they're also you know not good, um, I feel like they have a, a little bit more fight against other teams. I feel like, yeah, that you know. So they're they're a young team that's kind of you know in there. So. Yeah, I mean, they're I mean, yeah, they're on like a twelve-game losing streak right now as well. I think that last game they won was against that comeback against the Spurs or Suns or something like that, or or they won the back-to-back against the Suns or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, I, I guess they could win those two, but with this Bulls team, you just never know. <laughs> I mean, I, I would say one win would be probably what you expect. One, oof.
1: We're, we're at that point, huh? <laughs> yeah. And and even then, like. Once you so once you get past that last Milwaukee game then you got Denver, Miami twice, Philly, Lakers, Spurs, Cleveland, Hawks, Pacers, <laughs> Sixers.
0: Oh my gosh, man. Yeah, this is gonna be uh cold it's gonna it's gonna be it's not gonna be a very happy Christmas for the Bulls. For Bulls fans alike. Fifty are you thinking fifty losses at this point? Oh man. Yeah. Yeah I am. Yeah I, I yeah I think I <laughs> think I'm um, hoping I'm hoping more than 50 losses I hope that they get a top three pick man at this point that's what I'm hoping for yeah it, uh, we need it they, they they need a top three pick yeah I, I think 27
1: and uh, what is that 27 and is that 27 and 55 that's what I'm thinking right now yeah 27 and 55 yeah <laughs> we'll see we'll see <laughs> yeah this is I don't know man um, I, I know we're wrapping up uh, usually this is the part where we like throw it to a guest to promote but um, yeah like this is kind of just kind of uh, like a down note I don't know <laughs> it's just I don't know for me it's just I don't know this, watching this team is just not like like, like I said it, it's just it, they're they're playing basketball but there's no there's not there's nothing there like it just feels like Right. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I, you know, I I'll be I'll be back in this team when if they do blow it up, blow it up and I'll be interested to watch Phillips, Julian Phillips. I'll be interested to watch Yeah, I'll be interested yeah. to watch him and Dale and Terry. I'll be interested to watch the young guys, see what they do, let them let them go out, make mistakes, lose, fall on their faces. Yeah, because they there's, can develop something. Yeah. That will be interesting to me and I'll actually be much more engaged to watch that than what we have right now. Yeah. I mean, it. I, I agree.
1: Like I'm, I'm not a, a rebuild fan in terms of just like right. entertainment and watching. But at this point with the team is on this pace, it's like, yeah, that is going to be more interesting to talk about. And at least, you know, that they're playing towards something because they're playing towards player development. So at least, you know, something is coming out of it. And, um, I don't know. Hopefully, they trade for some guys. I like. Like I said, like if they make that Warriors deal and they get like TJD, that would be awesome. I I really like TJD. And um, who yeah. knows? Like if you can get Kaminga, maybe that's a decent piece that you can work with too. So, um, yeah. I I
0: don't know, man. What? Any any final thoughts before we wrap up? <laughs> no, that's all I got, man. I'm just <laughs> uh, hopefully I can get over this cold and slight fever, um, and I can be back to normal and. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, in the next week. Like, we'll, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll come back next week with a even worse record than we have now, and we'll see if any new rumors pop up. But yeah, yeah that's all I got. Yeah, I, I think I'm just
1: waiting for the morning where, like, I open my phone and I see like the sham or wo- the shams or woes tweet of like Zach Levine being traded to whoever, whoever. Um, Right. Like, so, I mean, I know we're a ways away from that, but like, right now, what's your. Because I I think we both like a potential Golden State deal, but like, what do you. Who do you think is that team that is ultimately going to be the one?
0: Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think like the Lakers or the Warriors are probably up there. I I have no clue, to be honest. Like, it's hard to tell. I mean, we're, we're. I expect almost it to be the Lakers, just because that's what Zach wants. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I'll, what I'll,
1: happens. I'll go. I'll go with a California team. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll, I'll go with a California team. It, that seems like the. It seems like there's a mix of those that would work and kind of like fit what Zach Levine is looking for. But yeah, we'll right. we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, that that's today's Bulls Gold. As always, you can catch our past shows. Wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple, and right here on the Barroom Network for Celine Sudawala, I'm Edward Schuler. This has been Bulls Gold, and we will catch you next time, Bulls fans.